you are our Savior, that you are our King, that you have won the victory for us, that you have overcome, that because you are more than a conqueror, we are more than conquerors. That because you are our God, that we are the children of God. Father, we thank you for this morning. Father, we thank you for this moment. There is a sweet spirit in this place. Father, for your name's sake, receive all the glory. For your name's sake, receive all the honor. For your name's sake, receive all the adoration. Have your way in this place, O oh God, and let your divine will be done. In the name of Jesus, amen. We thank God for another opportunity to be able to stand before his people this morning. We give him all the glory and we give him all of the honor. We thank God for our pastor in his absence. We thank God for the leadership in this place. And most of all, I thank God for you, 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 and you. Like my brother always says, if it's not for you, there won't be church, right? We are the church. We are the church of God. Amen? Amen, amen, and amen. We will be coming from Matthew chapter 3. I'm going to read verse 15 through 17, and then chapter 4, 1 through 11. Matthew chapter 3, 15 through 17, and chapter 4, 1 through 11. <clears throat> and Jesus answering said unto him, Suffer it to be so now, for thus it becometh us to fulfill all righteousness. Then he suffered him. And Jesus, when he was baptized, went straight away out of the water, went up straightway out of the water, and lo, the heavens were open, God bless you, the heavens were open unto him, and he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove, and lighting upon him, and lo, a voice from heaven saying, this is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. And lo, a voice from heaven saying, this is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. Chapter four. Then when Jesus, then was Jesus led up of the spirit into the wilderness to be tempted of the devil. And when he had fasted 40 days and 40 nights, he was afterward and hungered. And when the tempter came to him, he said, 
if thou be the son of God, command that these stones be made bread. But he answered and said, it is written, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeded out of the mouth of God. Then the devil taketh him up into the holy city and setteth him on a pinnacle of the temple and saith unto him, If thou be the son of God, cast thyself down, for it is written, He shall give his angels charge concerning thee, and in their hands they shall bear thee up, lest at any time thou shalt dash thy foot against a stone. Jesus said unto him, it is written again, thou shalt not tempt the Lord thy God. Again, the devil taketh him up into an exceeding high mountain and showeth him all the kingdoms of the world and the glory of them. And he saith unto him, all these things will I give thee if thou wilt fall down and worship me. Then Jesus said unto him, Get thee hence, Satan, for it is written, Thou shalt worship the Lord thy God, and him only shalt thou serve. Then the devil leaveth him, and behold, angels came and ministered unto him. Amen? Amen. Amen. The topic that we're going to discuss today is, I am in the process. I am in the process. I am in the process. So my question for you to be asking yourself is in the process of what? Right? You are in the process. When we started this year, Pastor talked about how we are leaping gloriously. Right? We're going to leap through this year. Right? Anybody here for the 31st night? Okay. Please talk to me. We are leaping gloriously. And so in the process of asking God and, and, and praying, well, God, how do I leap gloriously? He said, well, you're going to start from a process, and you're going to leap. You're going to leap. So then I said, okay, well, then what is the process? What is the process? And he said, go to Matthew chapter 3. And I read Matthew chapter 3, and I came to that last part where, you know, for the whole life of Jesus we don't really know anything other than when he was 12 and they made mention of him in the temple. We don't really know anything else, right? Nothing else was told unto us until John the Baptist, who was shouting in the middle of the wilderness, repent, repent for the, for the kingdom of God. The kingdom of God is at hand. Repent, repent. And I can imagine John the Baptist standing in a place where there was a crowd of people. People heard him. They heard him screaming, and they heard him chanting, and they heard him singing, come on, repent. The, the kingdom of God is at hand. And when he lifted up his eyes, he saw Jesus coming. And to him, he's like, oh, everything that I have been talking about is on his way. It is here. It is here. And then Jesus comes to this man and said, baptize me. And he's looking at Jesus going, oh, are you kidding me? I can't do that. You are the son of God. You are the great king of all kings. How do I baptize you? And Jesus said, wait a minute. We still have to fulfill all righteousness. 
So you can imagine the way that John the Baptist was feeling at this moment where he is trying to, to, to come to have some humility about him because the son of God is in front of him. But he went ahead and he obeyed and he baptized Jesus. And the moment Jesus came out of the water, the heavens opened up. The heavens opened up and he saw the spirit of the living God coming upon him and setting on him. That alone was wonderful. To be in the crowd and notice the heavens open up and seeing the power of God coming and falling down upon this man. That nobody really know yet, but the only thing they know of him is he is a carpenter's son. That power alone. But then you hear a voice come from heaven. It wasn't just any other voice. It was the voice of the creator. It was the voice of God. Open up his mouth and he said, this is my son. Right there and then all the crowd knew this man is anointed. This man is powerful. There is something about this man that we need to listen, that we need to follow, that we need to gravitate towards this man. There is something about him. And I can imagine that if Jesus was any other man, he would feel a little pride. He would feel something. Like, look at me. You know, I'm, I'm bad. <laughs> you know, it's all right. God called me his son. I mean, I already knew I was his son, but he announced it. He announced it that the whole world can see it. The people that are around me can know that I am the son of God. He could have gotten a little bit of pride. But the God that we serve, he is a God without any sin. Pride is nowhere near him. Nowhere near him. But because he is still wrapped in this thing we call flesh, he spent the next 40 days and 40 nights killing that flesh. Bringing it under subjection. Telling himself. I don't know what he was telling himself. I can just imagine. Because they didn't tell me. But telling himself, the devil is a liar. I am not going to be prideful. I am going to serve God. I am going to do what he's asking me to do. I am not going to succumb to my flesh. I am not going to live like anybody else. I am a child of God. I am the son of God. I will live like the son of God. I will obey the word of God. I will meditate on the word of God. I can imagine. I can imagine. And the reason why I can imagine is because when the time came that he had suffered with hunger and praying and meditating and seeking after God and making sure this flesh come under the subjection of the spirit of God, the enemy was right around the corner. If you are not being bothered by the enemy, you're not living right. Let me help you out. If you are not being attacked by the enemy, you're not living right. When you live close to God, when you live close to God, 
you make the enemy angry. And he will come after you. For us to be able to gloriously leap, we have to get to the place where we have crucified that flesh. Because the flesh can wear you down. It can wear you down. God wants you to fly. He wants you to leap. He wants you to move. He doesn't want you to be stagnated. He doesn't want you to stay where you're at. There is a place that he wants you to go to. There is a destiny that he wants you to achieve. But you can't achieve that unless you come down. You can't achieve that unless you come all the way down. It took more than one day. It took more than two days. It took more than 10 days. And I had to kind of research about the fasting thing. And I was like, well, you know what, God? Every time we fast, we fast for half a day, like a 12-hour day, and then we break at 6 or 4 or 2, whatever time that you break. And then you eat a little, and then you start all over again. He didn't do that. He didn't spend any time breaking. I think that, that the longest I have ever fasted, <laughs> full fast, was three days. <laughs> And at the end of that three days, I thought I was going to die. <laughs> I'm not kidding. I literally felt my body shutting down. I thought I was going to die. Like I needed water, juice, something. 40 days. 40 days of bringing that flesh under subjection. 40 days. 40 days of not just having a break in between at night, you know, to go hang out with friends and family, to, to lay on a comfortable bed. He was in the wilderness, in the element. He was in a place where there was no vegetation. It was dry. It was uncomfortable. It was hilly. It wasn't like in a place where Jacob had a, a, a rock that he even laid his, his head on, that he was comfortable enough to see angels going up and down. He was in a place where you wouldn't wish for your worst enemy. But he did it. He did it. He spent that 40 days making sure that he was under subjection, that when he walked out and he began his ministry, when he leaped, when he leaped, he leaped gloriously. Amen. When he leaped, he leaped gloriously. He leaped so high that he can look at a blind person uh, and they are healed. Uh. He leaped so high that he can touch you uh, when you are deaf and you can hear. He leaped so high that when the dead was, uh, was dead, uh, he can raise them up from the dead. Uh. He leaped so high because he spent 40 days with God. What are you willing to go through so you can leap? What are you willing to go through so you can leap? We want to leap. It is wonderful to know that where you are, God wants to take you to a different place. Isn't it a wonderful thought to know? To know that God has a destiny for your life? You can't get to that destiny unless you come down. You can't get to that destiny until you go through the process. The process of spending time with him. The process of crucifying that flesh. The process of bringing that flesh under subjection. 
under complete subjection. It took 40 days because that's how long it takes for a person to come to the total submission of starvation that any day after that you will literally die. Any day after that. He brought his body. He brought his body to the place where it had no authority over him. He brought his mind to the place where it had no authority over him. And he had to do that because he knew the first thing. I mean, see, you have to understand that the enemy could have come to him and said, well, I can give you everything if you just worship me. But the first thing he attacked was his flesh. The first thing he attacked was his flesh. Because that's the first thing he attacks. He will first attack your flesh. And if he doesn't get you, then he'll go to your will. And if he doesn't get you, then he'll keep moving on. He'll go to your imagination. He will attack your flesh. And if he doesn't get to you, then he will attack your will. And if he doesn't get to that, then he will attack your imagination. The things you dream about. The things you want. The things you aspire for. But the first thing is your flesh. So when we get our flesh under the subjection of the Holy Spirit, when we get our flesh under the subjection of the power of God, when we get our flesh into a place of humility, that even though you are starving to death physically, spiritually, emotionally, even though you are starving to death, you will still not succumb to the enemy. Even though circumstances seem so poor, you will still not succumb to the enemy. Even though you can see with your own eyes that everything is falling apart around you, uh, you will to the enemy. Because you know that greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. Because you know that all this time wasn't wasted. All this time wasn't wasted because you desire to gloriously leap. You desire to move to that destiny that you know God has for you. This is not it. There is more. There's got to be more. And you have to actually aspire for it. There's got to be more than this. There is more. He has more for you and I. He has more for you and I. But for us to be able to get to the place that he wants us to be, we got to come down. We got to humble. We got to come all the way down. As a matter of fact, physically, you can't leap unless you come down. You can't leap unless you come down. The lower you go, the higher you leap. The lower you go, the higher you leap. God wants you to leap, not just for the tw year 2019, but for your life. But first, you have to come down. The process for you to leap is to humble. It's to kill that flesh. It's to bring that flesh under subjection. It's to let your body know, I know what I'm feeling, but I'm not believing that. 
What I am believing is the word of God. I know what I see, but I'm not believing that. What I believe is the word of God. I know what I hear, but I am not believing that. What I believe is the word of God. I know, but I'm not believing that. What I believe is the word of God. See, everything else will change. What you see will change. What you hear will change. What you feel will change. But the word of God, it will never change. It is truth, and it will always stand. When the enemy came up against him, the first thing he said was, it is written. It is written. I'm sure that God did not have a Bible on him. I am sure <laughs> he didn't have a Bible in the wilderness reading through it. I am sure he did not have a Bible reading through it because the Bible wasn't written back then, but according to history, I digress. But the word of God was in him, and he meditated, and he meditated, and he meditated, and he meditated, and he kept meditating, and he kept meditating until it was so deep inside of him uh, that you bring anything out, and he said, it is written. You bring anything out, and he said, it is written. When you bring anything out, you can't even come with, it is also written. And he'll say, yes, but it is also written. Amen. It is written. And the word that was written is the word that I'm going to hold on to. Yes, I am hungry. Yes, I can't turn the stones to bread and eat it. I am God. I can't do that. But when I do that, I come under the subjection of you. And under no circumstances should you ever come under the subjection of the enemy. To suffice what? Your flesh? No. No. He will come up against you in every which way that he knows how. But as you spend time meditating on the word of God, as you spend time studying the word of God, as you spend time with God, when he comes up against you, you have a word. You have a word to let him know that it is written. And as long as it is written in the word of God, I am not succumbing to what you're saying. There is power in the word of God. There is power in the word of God. And if you allow that power to rule over you, to rule over your mind, to rule over your heart, to rule over your very being, it would change. It would change how you see the world. And it would change how you see yourself. And it would change how you see your circumstances. It would change. You may be, you and I may be in the process. We may be in the place where we are now realizing that our flesh our flesh has, has, has taken control of our spirit that we do the things that pleases us more so than we do the things that pleases God. Some of us will be in a place where we, we already know. And so we're working on it. 
But wherever you find yourself, whatever the process is that you find yourself, remember God wants to take you to a higher place in him. He wants to take you to a higher place in him. Where you're at right now, that's not it. There is more. There is more. There is more. And you have to believe that long enough for you to want to act like there is more. You have to believe. You have to believe. One of the last things that he, 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 um, the enemy came up against, against um, Jesus for was when he told him that I will give you everything. I will give you everything if you would just worship me. And what I was telling you earlier is that the enemy comes after your flesh, then after your will, then after your imagination. The things that you dream about, the things that you desire. When he comes up against you, you have to learn to say, get thee behind me, Satan. But you will only know to be able to say that if you've been meditating, if you've been spending time with God. It took him more than one day. He is a son of God, and it took him more than one day. He is the king of all kings, the Lord of all lords, and it took him more than one day. What are you willing, you and I, what are we willing to do to be able to leap? What are we willing? How far down are we willing to go in order to leap? Romans chapter 7 verse 24 says, Oh, what a wretched man I am. Who can rescue me from this flesh? From this body of sin and death. But then he continued and said, Thanks be to God. Thanks be to God. He went through all the things that he went through for you and I. He overcame so we can overcome. He conquered the enemy. So that makes us more than conquerors because we are in him. Because we are in him. This morning, I just want you to ask yourself, all eyes closed. Where am I and how far down am I willing to go in order to leap? <laughs>